Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to be in the book of Genesis this morning. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 8. Verse 18. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I tell you what, it just blesses my heart. Because we could be anywhere else. But we chose to be in the house and in the presence of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. No place I'd rather be this morning. Amen. Then in the house of God. Praise the Lord. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeep in the house of God than stand in the presence of the unrighteous and the sinners. Amen. I'd rather, amen, just let me be in church. Amen. I don't have to be up here. Amen. I can, I can be the doorkeeper. I can just open and close the doors. I went to this church one time. They had, amen, uh, the greeters was a position. Amen. And... <laughs> They would greet you too. You wasn't going to get by them. They would chase you down, amen, to greet you. And, and speaking of that, amen, I believe her name's Leanna. Is that right? Leanna, let's, let's give her a hand clap this morning for being with us in church. Amen. Praise the Lord. So good to have her and that baby here this morning. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in this house. And uh, Genesis chapter number 8, we're going to start reading in verse 18. Amen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in a, a bit of script, scriptures this morning, but it's all going to tie together and y'all just bear with me. And Normally I have my scriptures ready for Patrick, but I was slacking. Amen. So he, maybe he can keep up with me this morning. But Genesis 8, we're going to start reading in verse 18. The Bible says, And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his son's wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's hearts is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. Amen. Praise the Lord. The, the scriptures that I just read was the first altar built in the word of God. This is the first altar in the Word of God that was built. And this morning, I want to preach a message on the altar. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. I want to preach this morning on what an altar is and why we use it. Amen. Praise the Lord. So before we get into the Word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, 
God, I'm so thankful this morning for this opportunity to be behind this sacred desk. God, to, to teach God, to preach your sacred word. God, I know that in my own abilities, in my own knowledge, there is no power. God, but in your word, there is all power and anointing. And Heavenly Father, I pray that you would anoint my lips this morning, that they may produce nothing but your word. And let that word fall upon the hearts of the men and women in this congregation. And let us leave out of here forevermore changed by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit. God, we cannot do anything on our own accord. God, because it's not by might nor by power, but it is by your spirit. God, we ask for an overflowing God of your spirit in this place this morning. And we are careful to give you all the thanks, honor, and praise. In the blessed holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to talk this morning about altars and the different kinds of altars and the purpose and the importance of altars in our life. Amen. And before we're through with this thing, amen, I hope that somebody uses an altar before we walk out of this place. Amen. Because an altar is an important thing. The altar, the word altar is used in the word of God 364 times. It's found from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It's used by men like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Jesus himself. Amen. The altar is a great importance for every Christian. There needs to be an altar. Amen. I'm not talking about just the physical altar. I'm talking about a spiritual place where we have built an altar to God. All right? Amen. So we first begin here in the Word of God, the very first altar that was built, amen, was built by Noah. And he had just stepped off of the ark. Amen. He's been on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights, the world's been flooded. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's here finally. Amen. Found uh, rain for 40 days, 40 nights. He was on it longer than that. Amen. Finally. Amen. Praise the Lord. They have found dry ground. That ark parked. Amen. That door opened. That door that God shut. Amen. God opened. Amen. He opens doors and he closes doors. Amen. Praise the Lord. He, amen, shut that door to begin with, but now he said, I'm going to open it up and let my people out of that thing. Out of, amen. They walked out of that ark. Amen. But before they went any further, Noah stopped where he was, and the Bible says he built an altar and he sacrificed, amen, out of the, amen, out of the animals on the ark. Now they must have been multiplying while they were on there. Amen. But think about it for just a second. How important those animals were at that time. That wasn't a cheap sacrifice. That wasn't just a willy-nilly throw a cow on an altar out of the abundance of all the cattle in the world. There was only a few animals left. Amen. That was a great sacrifice. Amen. Praise the Lord. And there Noah did. He built that altar. And the Bible says that he sacrificed on that altar. And the smell went up before God as a sweet 
smelling savor unto the Lord. Do you know what this altar represents? This altar represents new beginnings. Amen. Praise the Lord. This thing, amen, this wasn't just any altar. This was an altar of everything becoming new. All the old things have been gone. Behold, all things are new. Amen. He stepped on the scene and built that altar unto God and sacrificed on it because it was a new place. It was a place he'd never been before. Amen. It was a reset. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've had to have some resets in my life. I've had to look to God and say, okay, God, amen, why don't you just restart this thing from the beginning? Because I don't like where I am. Amen. God took all that old thing. Amen. I'll tell you one thing. This ought to be a New Year's message. Amen. Praise the Lord. A new beginnings. Amen. We sit there. Amen. And build the altar to God and kneel at that altar and say, okay, God, I need a new start. Oh, my Praise the Lord. That means more to some people than it does to other people. Amen. Because I'll tell you one thing. Whenever you walk off that ark and you're the only one standing. Amen. You're the only one left. Amen. What they had gone through killed everybody else. But it didn't kill you. Because of God's grace and His mercy and His favor, you survived it. Whenever everybody else was destroyed, you're still standing. Whenever everybody else was drowning in the water, you made it out alive. Why? Because of God's provision. Amen. And His mercy and His grace. And they stood that day and said, Okay, this is a new beginning. And I'm going to build an altar of new beginnings in my life. A fresh start. I wish I could preach this to the whole world. A fresh start. A new place in my life. A place that I've never been before. A new place in God. Amen. Somebody say amen if you need a a fresh start this morning. Amen. The Bible says that His mercies are new every morning. Whenever I woke up this morning, He had new mercy just for me. I had a new beginning this morning. Whenever I opened my eyes, I was clothed in my right mind. Amen. I set my foot out of my bed, stood up. Come on now. Amen. I had a new beginning this morning. And I'll tell you one thing. God wants us to offer up a sacrifice of new beginnings to Him. Amen. And say, God, I am thankful for the new start that you have placed in my life. Amen. I'm in a new beginning. Amen. Praise the Lord. But this isn't the only altar. This is just the first. Wait a minute. I can't leave yet. Amen. Praise. I'm sorry. Amen. Because I just thought about something. At McLean Chapel, Assembly of God, all those years ago, there was an altar, an old wooden altar. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm probably about to get ahead of myself. But have you ever just knelt down in an altar and ugly cried? I'm telling you what, there ain't no better feeling 
whenever you kneel down at that old altar. Amen. And the tears are flowing. The snot's running. Amen. Don't even want to lift your head. I've been like this right here. People handing me tissues trying to, amen, just falling apart on the altar. Amen. But whenever I got up from there, amen, I had a new beginning. I had a new start. Because whenever I went down there, I was a sinner. But whenever I came up, I was saved. Whenever I went down there, I was lost and on my way to hell. But whenever I came up, I was saved and on my way to heaven. There is no greater miracle, amen, than the altar of new beginnings. Whenever I went down there, I was on my way to damnation and destruction. But whenever God got through with me on that altar, oh, amen, praise the Lord, my daddy, amen, praise the Lord, got saved in a two-week revival at McLean Chapel Assembly God. Amen, praise the Lord. And the Bible, not the Bible, but what was done, amen, my, my daddy was under so much conviction. Four o'clock in the morning. My mama had been saved for about two weeks. Four o'clock in the morning, my daddy elbowed my mama. Amen. And said, you call the preacher and the deacons and tell them to meet me at the church. I can't stand it any longer. (laughs) He went down there to that church at four o'clock in the morning and got saved. Amen. A place of new beginning. Whenever he got up from that altar, he was never the same. Let me tell you something. The altar changes things. Amen. Praise the Lord. The altar changes things. Thank God for the altar of new beginnings. Amen. The next altar that I want to preach about this morning. Amen. It's chapter number 13 of Genesis. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 13. Amen. Praise the Lord. 13 and 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and High, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want want to explain what's going on here. Abraham was called by God. Abraham had an altar of new beginnings himself. And he built an altar in that place. And then a famine came, and he ended up in Egypt. And in Egypt, he had some problems, so Egypt kicked him out. Whenever they kicked him out of Egypt, he went up, and the Bible says he went back to the altar that he made at the beginning. Now, I want to be very, very, very clear here. Whenever you get up from that altar, the first thing that's going to happen is the devil's going to fight you. Amen. He is going to try to tear down what God did on the altar. But I've got news for you and I've got news for the devil. There ain't nothing or nobody that can take away the altar. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, amen, you might be somebody that needs the altar of new beginnings. But I feel like there's some people under the sound of my voice, you need to go back to that altar. Amen. You need to go back to that altar and show the devil this is where it happened, devil. You need to go back to that altar and say, okay, devil, amen. I know that it's been a long time since I've been here, but I'm taking you back. This is where it happened. Amen. Do y'all have that kind of place in your life? Amen. Do you have some altars in your life to where you can say, this is where I pray through. This is where, amen, everything changed in my life. This is where, amen, God moved in my life. It's do not forget your altars, my friends. Do not forget where you were and what God did in your life on that altar. Because... It's easy to forget. It's easy to move on from that place. Abraham was a, amen, he he was a tent maker. He went from place to place to place to place. Amen. It was easy for him to, amen, I'm sure to forget where he was, where he'd come from. Amen. But he always built an altar. You go through and you read Abraham. He'd go to this place that the Bible said he'd build an altar. He'd go a little while further and the Bible says he'd build an altar. He'd go to this place and he'd build it. Sometimes he'd have to go back to the altar. Amen. This morning, listen to me. We need to go back to that altar that we built and say this is where my life was forever changed. This is where my life was touched by God. And I'm standing here to show God, to show myself, and to show the devil. This is where it happened. I've got an altar this morning that I can go back to. Whenever I'm really down, I always go back to that altar that I got saved on. I love those altars. Praise the Lord. The the pastor that pastors the church that I got saved in, I was there not too long ago. And I was just on the piano playing. He walked in. And they were doing some remodeling to the church. And I looked at that preacher and I said, Now, Brother Aaron, whenever y'all do all this renovation, if y'all replace the altars, I want that altar. And he said, Well, you're not getting that altar. And I said, Well, why not? And he said, Because I got saved on that altar. And I said, well, so did I. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. We made a deal. I said, you take this half because I got saved on this side of it. And you can get, amen, you can get the other half and we'll just split it down the middle. I'll take half and you take half. Amen. But, you know, whenever I was a teenager, I wish there was more teenagers in here. Y'all take note of this. Aunt Katie would call me about 11 o'clock at night time. Come up here and help me clean the church. And I'd help Aunt Katie clean the whole church 11 o'clock on Saturday night before Sunday. But one of the most precious things that I did growing up, I had a bottle of pledge in one hand and an old dirty rag in the other hand. And I'd just pray those wooden altars. And I could literally see the tear stains as I pledged that altar. 
I could literally see where my family and friends and all these had cried tears that puddled up on those altars. And there's been many days that I had to go back there. But I know that I've got a place to go where everything changed in my life. And I can point it out and say, this is where it happened. And I can go back. Genesis 22 and 9. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar of wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. Now before I go on, is this up here? It is. Here am I. If you go back to whenever God first called Abraham, you know what he said? Here I am. All the altars later and he's still saying, here I am God. Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and took, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in his stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah-Jireh, which means God, my provider. Now I've got a lot to say about this altar. Amen. There's two things that happens on the altar. You listen to me. You listen to me very good. And there's two things that's going to happen on an altar, Brother Clyde. The first thing is something's going to die. We've done a lot of times we've prettied up the altar like we prettied up the cross. The cross is a torture device. Amen. The altar was a place that was bloody. It was a place where something was going to die. That was of a surety. Something was going to die on the altar. Number two. The second thing that's going to happen at an altar, something's going to live. Something's going to live. Something's going to die, but something's going to live. And here Abraham was, and he laid his only son on that altar. Something's going to live, and something's going to die. I tell you one thing, I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life that need to die. That I desperately need to lay on an altar. Amen. But it's not enough just to lay on the altar, my friend. You got to lay it on the altar and take that knife and you got to cut that thing. 
Amen. You can't just lay it there. You got to kill it at the altar. Amen. The altar is a place where things must die. But it is also an equally place that things must live. And I want you to really, really understand this story. As Abraham and Isaac was making their way up this mountain. Oh, I love this story. On the other side of the mountain, there was a ram. And every time that Abraham and Isaac took a step, a ram took a step. Amen. And as they went up that mountain, the ram went up the other side of the mountain. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's a man by the name of Jesus. And every time, uh, amen, I took a step uh, toward my death, uh, amen, he took a step too. Amen. And every time I got closer, amen, he got closer. The Bible says if you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh unto you. Amen. And the Bible says here, amen, that Abraham and Isaac got up on top of that mountain and he built an altar. An altar of death for the thing that he loved more than anything else. This is one of the hardest altars in the word of God. As Abraham tied that young man up and laid him on the altar and held that knife up in the air and God stopped him. And said, wait a minute, Abraham. There's a ram in the thicket. Something had to die, Brother Clyde. But let me tell you something that you might not have ever thought about. Father Abraham left that day. And his son did not have to. But God the Father did not get that luxury. Because whenever God the Father offered His Son on the altar, it was for this Isaac to be able to live. Abraham walked down with his son in his arms with all joy. But God the Father knew that's my realm in the That's my son on that cross. The altar is a place where something must live and something must die. I told somebody this week, I said, it's between two messages, Hell's Hall of Fame and the Good, Great, and Chief Shepherd. I don't know which one I'm going to preach and I ended up preaching neither. But whenever the Bible talks about the good shepherd, the Bible says the good shepherd gave his life for his sheep. Now I just said that statement and a lot of you didn't think anything about it. But I'm going to say it one more time. I want you to really listen to what I'm saying. The good shepherd gave his life for the sheep. Now think about that for just a second. My dad's a chicken farmer. And if 
Somebody were to go get one of those chickens out of that chicken house and hold it up to my daddy and said, it's either you or the chicken. <laughs> Brother Harold's a cow farmer. We got Brother Harold's one of his cows and said, all right, Brother Harold, it's either you or the cow. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. Brother Harold, you'd live, wouldn't you? We, we'd have a big barbecue. <laughs> Amen. But that's not what Jesus did. He gave his life for that sheep. Nobody took him to the altar. He went to the altar on his own accord. He laid himself down on that old altar and died so that this old Isaac could live. I got one more altar that I want to talk about before we go. 1 Kings chapter number 18. Verse 30. 1 Kings 18 and 30. The Bible says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Do I even have to preach on that part? <laughs> he repaired that old altar that had been... Some of our altars is being neglected this morning. And it's time to rebuild that altar up as a place to sacrifice unto the Lord. We don't like that word sacrifice, but that word sacrifice is the reason that we're here this morning. We don't like to talk about it, but let me tell you something that God wants you to do. I'm serious this morning. God wants you to sacrifice your time. God wants you to sacrifice your effort. God wants you to sacrifice your will. God wants you to sacrifice your dreams. We live in a world, amen, that's dictated by Hollywood that says you can be whatever you want to be. Just dream it when you wish upon a star, right? Amen. But God says, amen, I want you to sacrifice your will, your dreams, your love, your compassion, your emotions. I want you to sacrifice it and give it to me. And that's hard to do. But that's why we sacrifice. Sacrifice isn't easy. But the benefits is out of this world. Repair those altars that had been broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Unto whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar... In the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. This altar, Sister Carol, is the altar 
of decision. Whenever this altar was being built, this man of God called all of Israel together and he said, Why halt ye between two opinions? You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve Baal. Which one is it going to be? And the Bible says that they answered not a word. And Elijah said, all right, we'll let the God that answers by fire be God. And the prophets of Baal built up an altar and they cut themselves and they danced and they hooped and they hollered and they did all of these things and the man of God sat over there and mocked them and said, where is your God? Is he on vacation? My God never takes a vacation. Has your God stepped out to use the restroom? My God's never busy. Is your God asleep? Because my God never sleeps. Amen. Where is your God at? Let me tell you. If you're building up altars and sacrificing things, amen, to somebody other than God, you're serving a dead God. But if you're building up the altar unto the Lord, who are you building your altar up to? Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And then Elijah built that altar. And he built those stones up together and laid that sacrifice on the altar and then poured water on it. Amen. And listen to what happened. The Bible says, Then the fire of the Lord fell. Amen. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. When God got through with that thing, there wasn't anything left. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the This morning, I believe with all of my heart that we're at the altar of decision. Choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? You're serving somebody. You can't serve God and mammon. You'll love one and hate the other. Choose you this day. As I pondered and prayed and meditated on this message, I thought to myself, Lord, we need some altars. And I promise you one thing. If you'll lay it on the altar, God's going to burn it up. But just as something's going to die, Something's going to come to life on the inside of you. God's not going to leave that void, Brother Clyde. So this morning, are you willing to make the decision? Are you going to 
sacrifice upon the altar of God this morning. Are you going to be somebody this morning? I would to God that somebody would fall in the altar this morning and say, let me show the devil where I've been. This is where it happened, devil. At this altar. Stand up all over the building. I usually don't do this, but I'm going to do this this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, Brother DJ, be honest with me and God. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up here. Call you out. But I do want you to be honest with me and with God. God knows anyway, so you might as well just be honest. You say, Brother DJ, I'm in need of new beginnings in my life. Will you slip your hand up and slip it back down? Oh, thank God for the hand. God knows. You say, Brother DJ, this morning, I know I've been at the altar. But I need to go back there to remind myself what happened at the altar that was built. Will you slip your hand up and slip it back down? God sees the hands. You say, Brother DJ, I'm in the valley of decision. Careful now. But I'm ready to make the decision. I'm going to build an altar unto the Lord. Will you slip your hand up and slip it back down? God sees the hands. Y'all can look at me. Don't walk out of this place without stopping by an altar. I'm burdened this morning. I'm burdened heavy. Because many times whenever we see that altar, all we see is the sacrifice. I've never had to give up anything for God. I've given it to him and he's given me back something better. Don't be scared to sacrifice to God. Not to me, not to church, but to the Lord. Don't be scared to sacrifice to the Lord because he made the ultimate sacrifice you and don't worry I know you don't want to let go of that thing that's got to die but God's going to let something live 
Now, out of all the hands that went up, I said, I'm not going to call you up here. I'm not going to call anybody out. But is there anybody before God and before this congregation to walk up here and kneel at the altar? Oh, it sounds so scary, don't it? But let me assure you of something. Thank God for Jacob. Let me assure you of something. Everybody in this church loves you. And if brother so-and-so don't love you, I do. Is there anybody else that says, I want to build an altar this morning? Would you be willing to come? that's willing this morning.